2: I mean it's lazy but catchy. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios.
0: TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand.
2: It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami. I fly the deep left field at the Wall Stewart.
3: It's gone a home run. Byron Buxton with a two-run home run, his eighth of the year. A high drive to right field, and
2: Rosario cranks one out. Wow. Another home run for the Twins. Number 19 for Rosario. I hit him all Yeah, it was. It was, a good, uh, it was a very good road trip for us. Um, you know, we came into today's
0: game with a chance to have a good winning trip. And, you know, you get some positive good, positive feelings leaving, uh, you know, getting off the road and, and getting back home. And Jake went out there and just, again, uh, did something similar to what he's done the entire uh,
3: the entire year for us.
2: Those bombas on Fox Sports North, and then you heard Rocco Baldelli talking about it. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Lots to get to this afternoon, including cram session at 5. Jonathan will ask us random questions and arbitrarily and corruptly hand out points. And, of course, wrap with Roycey. Patrick Royce joins mm. us at 540, as he does every day. What was that noise? Uh, I'm just. I'm looking over Dustin Morse's
0: latest tweet about the Minnesota Twins. Uh-huh. I, did I make that noise out loud? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Mm. Like you were enjoying a piece of <laughs> what was that? Uh, mm. A
1: piece of pecan pie, perhaps. That's what that sounded like. Yeah,
0: baseball porn from the account of Dustin Morse, Twins PR director. Tweets this five minutes ago. The Twins lead all of Major League Baseball with an 8.56 OPS. Mm. Here's how a few key positions stack up in the American League. From their catcher position, mm-hmm. first with a 1,000 OPS. First, you say? First. Mm. Yeah. Shortstop, first in OPS, oh. 960. Oh. Second base, second with an 814 OPS. Ooh. Center field, that would be Byron Buxton, mostly. Unless Jake Cave dragged him down a couple times and Max Kepler. Second with an 881 OPS and DH second, 916. That's nice. Bomba Sota, greetings from
1: Bomba Sota. Nelson Cruz
0: rolls out of bed and hits a home run. What was the record?
1: So, so the record without him was something like what, fifteen and four? Some ridiculous success. So Mm -hmm. so you're like, you don't really need need him. He comes back and homers in four consecutive games. Yeah, that's the thing about this team.
2: Just a hitting machine. But this is me right to a question that I had this morning that just randomly occurred to me. And for you guys and you at 651 646 8255 or tweet us at score north. Do you ever feel, I was just reading, I was doing show prep this morning. I know it's shocking. I do show prep. I actually read up on this team. Sick, but, sick brag, bro. I, I know. <laughs> but I was, I don't, it was like the second or third article I was reading and just, and it was dawning on me just how deep this team is, especially offensively. And I thought, this team is never overmatched. They haven't been up until now, and I don't feel like they'll... I can't foresee a scenario where they get on a field with a team and you just go, yeah, that's a better team. Like, when the season started, it, the most optimistic of us, which was probably Phil and myself, who thought they'd win this division, but other people thought maybe a wild card, but whatever you thought, you thought they'd get to the playoffs, and that's that's great. Everything else after that is gravy. I look at this team now, and I don't see a team in the American League or really around baseball that overmatches the Twins. Is, do you ever feel overmatched?
0: No, uh, me or the Twins. Well, the, I feel overmatched all the time coming in, coming into the boxing ring with you two jabbers. <laughs>
1: Are you saying offensively, or Just period. I mean, I guess you mi- You might depending on your starting pitcher that day or or your bullpen,
2: but at the plate, no. But you know what? Even when you're overmatched, like say they have. I don't know. Pick a starter on the mound versus versus Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. Versus yeah. Barrios, I'm good with that. And even if they have an edge when it comes to Gibson, he comes with that offense. They have to face that Twins offense that goes twelve or thirteen deep on a given night.
0: Here's the mistake that we that we've made and that people make watching baseball. When you let's project out to like playoff matchups, right? The mistake people make is pitcher versus pitcher. Oh man, look at that playoff rotation stacked up against that one. Boy, and and there was a period where when the Twins were facing the Yankees in the playoffs, you thought, aha, but now Johan Santana is the number one starter, Yankees, booyah, now we got you. But then you looked at those lineups and it was like, right, Johan's the best pitcher in the series, but he's facing four Hall of Famers, Alex Rodriguez and all these, Gary Sheffield, borderline Hall of Famer, right? And the Twins had some nice lineups, they had... They had some guys like Torrey Hunter and go back to 2003, 2004. And Shannon Stewart was a good, scrappy leadoff hitter. And, you know, Corey Koski could hit some home runs. But when it was Yankees lineup versus Twins pitching and Twins lineup, which was fine against Yankees pitching, it's a, it's, if you, if you look at everything in total, it was a mismatch. And so I don't think we have to be quite as concerned just to bring my point full circle that the twins rotation right now, and they're going to trade for somebody. You're not quite sure if it stacks up when you start to look at a Chris Sale and a David Price, right? You look at the Red Sox, you look at what the Astros can throw at you with Justin Furlander and Garrett Cole. Those guys have to face the 2019 murderers row. And it is kind of, it's kind of oh murderers row. No, like. This lineup is on pace to shatter all major league home run records. And any pitching staff that they face in the playoffs has to deal with that. So that's the way I'm looking at it is less. Well, how does the the twins pitching, you know, one through 12 stack up against the Red Sox or the Astros? It's good luck. Even if you are Justin Verlander, you're grinding your
2: ass for six innings against this lineup. And people made that mistake in this division when the season started. When I was looking at these two rosters and going... The Twins have a better lineup up and down. The Twins have a better bullpen. And people go, but yeah, look at that starting pitch. And I was like, okay, great. But on opening day, I sat up there in tar- in the target field press box and saw Leonis Martin start at center field and lead off for a team that was expected to win 90-plus games. And I was going, how? How? How How is a team with Leonis Martin, a a pinch hitter on a good team, a pinch runner on a really good team, is your starting center fielder and leadoff man? Impossible. So I, so I didn't care that they threw out Corey Kluber on opening day. First of all, you have Jose Barrios. But let's say it was Corey Kluber versus Kyle Gibson. Okay. You're starting Leonis Martin in center field and leading him off.
1: That's true. and And the division... We've talked about extensively, uh, stacked up even better than I think we could have expected for the Twins. When I got to Florida, I, I looked at what this team could do collectively, offensively. But the word uh, I think that you could essentially use through April was the if. If Sano does this once he comes back, right? If Buxton does this. Yesterday, though, and you're playing Detroit, so I get that. But yesterday, 7, 8, and 9, Sano, Adrianza, Buxton combined. 6 for 13. That's ridiculous. 6 runs scored, 3 runs dr- driven in, Sano, home run. So, the word, I think the I think the if was very fair for probably a month or so, but we're now into June, we're nearing July, and this continues. And guess what? Buxton's going to hit ninth. Like we can t- we could talk about this, should he be moved up? Can he be? Does that make sense? I think the Twins have solidly said he's really good there. It's working perfectly. Yeah. So so the ifs now, to me, short of guys being hurt or things going dreadfully wrong, which I don't think they're going to, the ifs are now gone. These guys can flat out mash pitching.
0: So there's so many fun Twins facts off of this. So yesterday you brought up Adrianza. I think, I think I'm remembering this correctly. So at one point yesterday when they had... Adrian's hitting eighth, and then all the other guys. Are, and Adrian's is having a good season, especially by his standards. His OPS is back up like well over 700. It might yeah. even be 800 now. They had eight hitters with a slugging percentage of 515 or better in their lineup yesterday. Eight hitters. And so I know that slugging percentage is kind of this nebulous, You know, not, not a lot of people follow it, but slugging percentage, a slugging percentage over 500 is elite in baseball. It means that you are you're either hitting a bunch of home runs or doubles or both. Just for context, Kirby Puckett who was a Hall of Fame hitter, Kirby Puckett a batting average hitter, a guy who regularly hit 40 doubles and 20 plus home runs in seasons, right? Kirby Puckett a 477 career slugging percentage. This team is full of Kirby Puckets, but better. It's like there's there's so many fun stats like that to look at this Twins lineup and say uh Wow. Up and down the board. And when your weak link is Adrianza and that dude can hit a ball out of the ballpark and can collect a couple of hits um, and, and is just able to wreak havoc sometimes like that. That's,
2: that's a pretty amazing luxury. So I ask you again, do you ever feel like this team is overmatched? No, not right now. You, you sure don't, you,
0: no? you can't be with, let's call it what it is. This is the greatest power hitting lineup in the history of baseball. <laughs> That sounds crazy, Period. but it's true. Yeah, right now. Yeah, it is. And, and yeah. I know that we're only,
2: we're not even halfway through the season, but They've it's already, June 10th. And they just tied the team record for home runs before the All-Star break. Yeah. On June 10th. 1964. <laughs> it's ridiculous. On June 10th, they yep. tied that record.
0: Let's say it again. Even if they drop off, even if this lineup kind of, all right, hits a little plateau for a while, they have cushion to beat the Major League home run record you're going into the playoffs at some point with the greatest power-hitting lineup in the history of baseball. What would it take for that to feel overmatched? I mean, it would take a lot, right? It would take a lot. Pedro Martinez in his prime. And even then...
1: Guys being hurt, basically, yes. Look
0: at Pedro Martinez in his prime against those Yankees lineups. Mm -hmm. He struggled, right? This lineup is going to make guys like Justin Verlander look uncomfortable. Guys like Garrett Cole
1: look uncomfortable.
0: The greatest
1: power-hitting lineup in the history of baseball. Who so far, offensively, has disappointed you? Who? On the Twins? Yeah. Nobody. Marwin Gonzalez. But, but he's hot lately. But he's so instrumental, though. He plays, y- yes, and and I-, I can still give you five positives about what he brings on a daily basis. The man has played right field, left field, first base, second base, shortstop, third base. So, so yeah, he- he's not been as good offensively as you might have expected, but he's still been a fabulous addition. Nelson Cruz going away for 19 games and you winning, I say this again, 15 of those games. And so he comes back, you're like, okay, this is nice. And he gets home runs in four consecutive games. And it's like, oh, think about how many teams, if they had Cruz and he disappeared for approximately 20 games, could be like, okay, no problem. Can you guys, we are not talking about Buxton. As far as, as well, should he bat first? Right? Should he bat fifth? He's been fantastic. And, and yet there is a compelling case for the Twins to say they're exactly right. Leave him ninth.
0: Actually, there is a hitter who has disappointed me this year. Okay. Williams Astadio. <laughs> I thought he'd be better. I thought he'd be better. Got demoted. Batting, batting 250. <laughs> With a 630 OPS.
1: Get the look on Rami's face here.
0: I thought Williams asked the deal with bet. He's disappointed look at, me. Look at the. He's made me sad. Look at the eyes. La Tortuga. Sad. Back to it Los really minor league. I phase. think Rami's
2: tearing up. Sad. It really is sad. But he'll be back and he'll be better than ever. I agree with the move. I know you don't expect me to, to oh, hear okay. me say that. He'll be today, back but, and better than ever. Okay, my Greenberg. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I agree with the move. I think he needed it. He was really struggling.
0: Well, consider this the first of many. Where in the world? Where in the world is Williams as Uh He is six for eight in his first two games down with the Rochester Red Wings, six for eight with a home run and four RBIs. He's hitting 750 with a 1,900 OPS if you're wondering
2: whether he's motivated to get back to the major leagues he'll be back in the 10 days that it takes. They're allowed to call where him. Where do you back put him? In, right? Where do you put him? They send back down Mike Eads. I was going to say, send back down any number of pitchers that you've called up. But Astadio, since April 5th, 222, 245, 313 slash line, and 106 plate appearances. I mean, he was just not hitting the baseball. So so they sent him down to get right. And obviously, he's getting right. Oh, I miss him. him. Believe me, I miss him. Those guys love that guy. I might have a uh, La Tortuga sandwich just in his honor (laughs) to commemorate La Tortuga. You were gonna do that anyways, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. they're really good. You didn't, you didn't care one <laughs> no, bit about.
1: You should Check it out.
0: It's going to be in Rochester.
2: Com. It's the latest Rami. Fort recipe. Myers, <laughs> wherever. Yeah, they're going It's like you're good still t- gonna have a sandwich. It's a good sandwich no matter where he is. It's so delicious. Do, do we
0: all agree then that there are no teams that you feel like no. are a mismatch no. or that overmatch the Twins? Right. I mean, Dodgers. There's some. There's good teams. Not. I'm. I'm not even saying that the Twins are the hands down best team in baseball. Because there are teams with better pitching stats, better bullpens, lineups that are maybe equally as good or better at getting on base or some different things. But in terms of if you're stacking up the five or six best teams in all of baseball and the Twins are in that mix, do any of them feel like they are just, oh, man,
2: if you ran into that team? When the no. season started, you felt like even if the, the best case scenario plays out for the Twins, there will be teams that are on another tier than you. That's not the case anymore.
1: Which, which you thought would have been Houston? The Red Sox, when the season started, maybe, maybe Uh, the Yankees, Yankees. maybe that's I mean, that's that's about it,
2: right? That was the class of the American League. But nobody thought that the Twins or anybody else, the Rays, for that matter, would be in the discussion with those three teams. It just looked like those three teams were head and shoulders better than the rest of the American League. And the Twins are as good as any of those teams, at the very least, at this point.
0: People are tweeting into the show here, and you can always tweet at us at Phil Mackey, At Jay Zilgad at Rami is tweeting. And uh, and Nat says, Verlander and Cole versus Barrios and Odorizzi is a mismatch in October. Offensively, they're right there in the mix, however. Well, a couple things. And this is a good segue for what we should talk about next year. Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi might be the best pitcher in the American League through the first, what, eight, nine weeks so far. So I don't know how you could say that. He's mis- uh, he's overmatched in some way. The, Jake Odorizzi's career body of work versus those other guys' career body of work, yes. But again, the Astros pitchers have to deal with the
2: Twins lineup. And the Astros lineup is amazing. I was just going to say, hear me out. They have to face the Twins lineup. Correct. Whereas the Twins pitcher only has to face the Astros. And I know how crazy that sounds. Yeah, and the Astros have a with really good lineup. the way that the season started. But the Twins starter has the easier job on that day. It's true. Of those two starters. It is true. The Astros. So now Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa are both on the injured list. But they've been hurt for a long time now. I don't know that you can even rely on those guys to be healthy at this point. But even if you give them Altuve, Correa,
0: Bregman is incredible. Uh, Michael Brantley is having kind of a resurgence. And he's been one of their best players. They've got three or four guys in that lineup. Like, okay, Tyler White. Yeah. The bottom d- d- does not
1: scare you not good. They've got three holes in that lineup. The Twins have zero holes in their lineup. And now can you imagine? The Twins have a surplus. If you add if you add a starter and a bullpen arm to that. Just a bullpen arm. I'm good. Maybe, I'll, I'll maybe two bullpen to. arms. I want Mad Bum telling guys, get around those... That was- those bases, you stupid SOB, because I'm pitching for the Twins. I'm going to tell you right
2: now, if he ends up being a twin, I'm not going to be any easier on guys acting like asses because you know they don't like he, bad tosses and he, celebrations. You
1: know what? No, he's got every right. No, what Matt, he doesn't have have a right to do is hit Muncie. Hold on a second. Let's save this. When
0: we come back, two things. Are you buying Jake Odorizzi as next level and... Did Madison Bumgarner's antics make you want him a little bit less as a trade target? <laughs> when we come back, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, where you can find live Score North programming. We'll reward you for listening on demand and written pieces. Federated Mutual Insurance Company powers the Score North Twin Show too, which you can find five days a week at noon here on uh, all of our platforms. And Federated Insurance is here to help business owners not only with policy but in multiple areas of running your business you're grinding every day you're solving problems taking care of employees it's that never ending sea of issues to deal with but also the exhilaration of those incremental wins if you're a business owner i recommend getting to know federated which has over a century of experience in protecting your business and well not yours specifically necessarily i mean unless you've been working with federated for a century but they have Over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be across the board. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. The website, it's very easy. It's just federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. And Madison Bumgarner is going to be traded to somebody you would think before too long, the Giants aren't doing anything, and he's a free agent after the year. And the old Mad Bombs is a little, little sensitive when he perceives that maybe somebody was pimping a home run or bidding it farewell for too long out of the batter's box. And Max Muncie, actually, it wasn't even that bad. Max Muncie basically walked three steps out of the batter's box, watching a ball sail into the ocean in San Francisco over the right field fence. And Madison Bumgarner walks over, chirps at him as he's rounding the bases, and Max Muncy utters one of the greatest lines in the history of trash. I talk. love this. You can get it out of the ocean, end quote, if you have a
2: problem with it.
0: <laughs> I love that. Go get it out of the ocean. That's already a t shirt.
2: Yeah. That's already a t shirt. There is a Max <laughs> Muncy t shirt that says, go get it out of the ocean. Uh, it's
0: amazing. So, my question to you guys is Does Madison Bumgarner being an oversensitive just like unwritten rules uh stickler does it make you want him in a twin's uniform any less than whatever your level of want was previously
2: no not at all but okay. i'm i'm still going to talk about how stupid it is when he acts the way that he acted yesterday i don't care what uniform he's wearing one thing i try it's really hard when you're talking for hours a day You will contradict yourself at some point. That's something I learned early on in my radio career. But I try to be consistent. Like with PEDs, I can't stand PEDs. I don't want them anywhere near baseball. People go, well, you're going to Sammy Sosa did them. Yeah, he's a jackass, too. And I, I think he deserves to be exercised from the record books as well. It's not just Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. It's anybody. I don't care what uniform you wear. I don't want PEDs anywhere near the game. And I don't care what uniform you wear. All this unwritten rules crap needs to go away. It needs to die. But does that mean that I can't appreciate Madison Bumgarner throwing eight one-run innings for the Minnesota Twins? No, I'll say he pitched awesome last night. But what was that crap about yelling at Max Muncie while he was rounding the bases? Let a guy enjoy his home run. Did he throw at Max?
1: No. Okay. I draw the line at, as we've talked about on this show a thousand times, Taking an object that you can throw at an incredibly high rate of speed and aiming it at a person's head. That to me is illegal. You can kill them. But you know what? This is a two way street, boys. If you're going to, I am all for flipping your bat and pimping your, your home run. But if the pitcher wants to tell you get your butt around the bases, that's part of this. So my objection is solely based on a baseball should not be thrown at a person because they, they had fun. But if you're having fun, and I'm competitive as hell, in fact, I would argue that what Mad Bomb did yesterday plays in October. I love that. Get your ass around the bases. You hit a home run. Good for you. Now shut up. And if the guy wants to talk back, even better. I think it's fun. I yeah, lo- I
2: loved it. The difference is... Both ways. It didn't turn into anything yesterday, but stuff like that incites an incident. It's, it's the difference in the NBA between hitting a jump shot and doing a little shoulder shimmy like Steph Curry does and hitting a jump shot and pointing directly in a guy's face or stepping over him like we've seen start fights in the past. It's the difference between in the NFL laying a big hit on a guy and celebrating yeah, as can't... you walk away versus laying a big hit on a guy and standing I... over him and taunting. When you're directing... Your trash talk or your taunting directly at somebody, yep. you're you're inciting something. Max Muncy was just admiring his work. He didn't say anything to Madison Bumgarner until Madison Bumgarner said something to him. Then don't fight. But you know I have what? zero problem. I, I to me it makes the sport everything
1: about that made it more fun. You know what? I I uh I I didn't go into this
0: conversation thinking that I would side with what judges said, but I I hear everything judges said and I agree. My beef with the unwritten rules is not trash talk. It's throwing rocks at people's bodies. Like that's my beef. It the eye for an eye trade off isn't.
2: You make me look bad. I'm going to physically harm you. It's that's, not as bad as throwing at somebody. I'm not saying it is. But ba- if if that's if that's the compromise, okay, fine. I just think
0: like if we can pu- if if we kind of put this through the prism of the initial question, which is okay. Do you want Madison Bumgarner in a Twins uniform doing stuff like that, barking at opposing hitters after he gets shown up? And I would answer that question with another question, which is when's the last time a Twins pitcher was that confident? Maybe Johan Santana, right? The last time a Twins pitcher truly put a stake in the ground, and not throwing at batters, but, right. but was just confident enough or arrogant enough to just want to own that patch of real estate. And they just have, like, sorry, all due respect to Scott Baker and Nick Blackburn and this era of <laughs> Twins pitchers, like, who are just trying to nibble on the corner. Madison Bumgarner is going to challenge you with fastballs. And sometimes he's going to cross the line. And do I like that he barked at Max Muncy? Not necessarily. But if he's not going to throw at a guy. And it brings a little extra swagger to the Twins clubhouse. And more importantly, just brings another good
2: arm. I'm good with it. I still wouldn't I'm want him in a Twins uniform. Never said I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. I, he, I think he's a jackass in a Giants uniform when he but does you stuff know what? like that. And I think... I'll think he's a jackass if he's wearing a Twins uniform and does stuff like that.
1: I want that if if I'm going to play the Yankees on the road. And we've always t- talked about, well, the poor little Twins, right? The poor little Twins. And what don't you see? What, what's been the defining thing? And I don't think that this is true of this team, but the defining thing has been no swagger, really. It's been, oh my gosh, they really are sunk. They haven't been as talented, but they also have been scared of the pinstripes. So imagine if it's both. Yeah, it's yeah. incredibly talented and um, uh, Stanton. Well, the reason why. Run. Run. You know what? The,
0: let's go through some of these Twins teams just real quick throughout the last almost 20 years now. The Twins popped up in 2001. They missed the playoffs. It's been almost 20 years since that contraction Twins team. And the team that had the best success in the postseason wasn't necessarily the most talented Twins team. It was the 2002 team. It's the team that had swagger. That had the most swagger. Absolutely. And I didn't are, care. And am I overvaluing swagger in a, in a small series? But would they have gone in against a 100-win Oakland A's team and won that series and won a road game and roughed up
1: Mark Mulder, right? Uh, no, I think you watched that. will give you one name. A.J. Pruszynski. Yeah. Pain in the ass, and everybody hated him. But guess what? If he played for you it was great
0: and Madison kinda has a little of that AJ factor yes AJ didn't care yeah mad bum by the way after yesterday's performance now the wins and losses he's on a bad team that can't score runs but he's three and six that doesn't matter eight three point eight three earned run average which is kind of meh but it's fine like there's more runs being scored in today's baseball his strikeout rate it's around league average now eight eight point seven per nine innings 84 strikeouts and in 87 innings so he's 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 not the Madison Bumgarner of a few years ago, but I think you could probably buy fairly low on him as a rent-to-pitcher. You're not giving up a top prospect
2: for and, and I think that, A, we've seen the Twins get more out of pitchers than what other teams have just through biomechanics and Wes Johnson's coaching or whatever the case might be, but I also think that you add the human element to it and the added the added adrenaline of pitching for a contending team versus what he's pitching for right now in the Giants – And that tends to get a little bit more out of guys. Look at Cole Hamels when he was traded from the the Phillies to the Cubs. Look at Justin Verlander when he was traded from the Tigers to the Astros. These guys who are a little bit later in their careers and are on the decline, all of a sudden they find a little something when they get traded into a situation where it matters. Mm -hmm.
0: Jake Odorizzi, let's
2: talk about him for a second. Because
0: if you rank American League starting pitchers, there are no pitchers in the American League with a lower earned run average than Jake Odorizzi's 1.92 right now. He's putting up career numbers in every category. I buy it for two reasons. I don't know if I buy like a sub-2 ERA for the whole season, but in terms of do you buy Jake Odorizzi as a guy who has turned the corner and a guy that you can trust going forward? I wouldn't have said this up until like a couple starts ago, and I was still on the fence maybe even early last week, but here's why I'm buying it. The twins have turned pitchers around in the last two years with whatever Derek Falvey is putting in the Kool-Aid. But secondly, Jaco DeReezy wasn't just like some dude off a of scrap heap 15th round pick. This was a first round mm-hmm. pick. First round pick talent. Ray's system of pitching. And I just think now at age 29, he's finally coming into his own with the right tutelage and the right system around him. Um, again, I don't know if he hangs on to win a Cy Young award, but, I'm putting him in a different category than Martín Pérez when I'm starting to sort out the I guys I trust completely. in the postseason. Yes. So I'm yes. drawing a line between him and Martín Pérez, finally.
1: Last eight starts, he has uh, gone 7-0 and during that time. He has given up in his last eight starts, so this dates to April 29th, he has given up four earned runs in 47 and two-thirds. He has a 0.76 ERA. At some point in time, that stops being a fluke. Yeah. And, Phil, you, you're probably right. It's probably not this but at some point this is for real a 0.76 ERA in 8 starts
0: yep the the thing that he had the most trouble with going into this season was third time through the order he was just he, he was actually one of the better pitchers in baseball the first two times through the order and then the wheels would just come off he just he couldn't get guys out third time through the order and if you look at his numbers opposing batting average against by inning um he, they, first of all they haven't put him in a lot of spots where he has to pitch deep into games like he's kind of a 6 inning guy mm-hmm. um but he is almost untouchable between innings 1 through 5 and 6 and then it's manageable once he gets into the 6th and the 7th inning so he's he's still not a guy that's going to give you the 8 inning Max Scherzer type outing but that's not that's fine like he's a guy that's going to give you six really good innings and then you need three innings out of the bullpen to to finish off the game.
2: And that's what good pitchers do more times than not in 2019. Mm-hmm. The guy who's going more than six, especially more than seven, is almost extinct. On a consistent, regular basis, at least. Yeah. So, Jacob Odorizzi,
0: former first-round pick, coming into his own. If you rounded out a playoff rotation, Jose Barrios, Jacob Derizi, Madison Bumgarner, how would you guys feel? Going into any <laughs> really series against good. the Red
2: Sox, the Astros? Incredibly confident. Really damn good. I feel good now. I'm good with this starting rotation as is. Like I said, I don't think you need to add an arm. Could you add an arm? Is there room to upgrade? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you need to. And if you did, yeah, I'm feeling really, really good heading into a series against anybody. I don't care who. Line them up. I want one more starter.
1: I'm con- I'm confident going into uh, a series with what they currently have. But as far as feeling really good about it, if you give me... Mad Bomb, Odorizzi, Barrios. I love
0: my odds. Yeah. Uh, by the way, someone tweeted in here, Stevie Wonders Barber tweets into the show. I just show, saw this. I'm very I'm very upset. <laughs> fire Judd. No more useless airtime you and saw dry what erase today, right? marker way. Did you fire
1: I called for jobs today? Called for three of them? Yeah, three jobs. We have a three whiteboard jobs. in the
0: studio days since Judd wanted someone fired. There
1: was twenty four. It's now zero with a smiley face. Who'd you call for? Uh, The the question was in uh, Hot Routes from Collar. Fire one person in the National Football League right now. And I said, He was like, I can't
2: stick to one. I can't
1: fire one. I fired three. Matt Patricia, no surprise. The uh, GM of the Giants. I fired him. And then I fired uh, Collar's friend, uh, Doug Marone, head coach of Jacksonville. Okay. I I, I fired all three of those guys. I I
2: don't know how you come up with three people to fire in the NFL, and Roger Goodell is not on that That list. That was a good one, too. I didn't even think in those terms,
1: but when once you said that, I love that one.
2: He's the worst. And he's going nowhere, by the way. But yes, you were right. He's the absolute worst. He literally screws up every single thing that ever comes across his desk. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he a fired ton, ton of fun at parties. Anybody who had the fail rate at their job that Roger Goodell has, I don't care if you were a clerk at the Speedway, you'd have been fired a long time ago. Ray Rice, right? Yeah. The Ray Rice one is the one I I never could get past. And still... How has- do you keep your job when we all know that you... Tried to bury has it. Has had Ray Rice incidents since and didn't learn from it to uh, handle him correctly Rami's since right then. He's the worst. He's the worst commissioner of any professional sport in my life. I'd you, like to apologize. You know,
0: Roger Goodell makes like $50 million know, a year, too.
2: I know. he make
0: Roger Goodell makes more money than everybody in the NBA. Yep. Now, those guys make a lot of money. I'm sure like Kevin Durant's doing fine after his shoe deal money comes in, but Roger Goodell makes more money than Steph Curry. Think about that for a second. He makes more money than to. Aaron Rodgers.
2: He shouldn't make more than you and me.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what. I missed out on that one. Raj,
2: we're going we're gonna to decrease your salary
0: by a couple commas. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'd be very upset. A <laughs> couple zeros. Um, We have to, the, this David Ortiz story, by the way, it sounds like he's like out of danger for people who haven't seen the story in the last 24 hours. David Ortiz was shot in the Dominican Republic. So we're going to update you on that
2: story. By the Ram session I, coming up. Just got more in the David Ortiz thing. Like, literally, this segment, something came across my timeline that I don't think any of us knew. We'll do that when we come back right. here. Mackie and Joe yeah, Romney. It's Phil
0: Mackie here. For the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, at least that's my opinion, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota, where right now there are some great deals happening. The Tundra, the Highlander, the RAV4. You can pick up a 2019 Tundra. For 0% interest over 60 months. You're thinking about a RAV4? That's what I was thinking about. I recently jumped into a 2019 RAV4, locked into a three-year lease. Best decision of my driving life. Right now, you can lease a 2019 RAV4 for $259 a month. $259 a month? That's absurd. Looking for an SUV? How about a 2019 Highlander? 0.9% interest for $60. Months. These are some of the best, most genuine and friendly people, some of the smartest people in the industry on the service side and in that showroom area. Find out why my family and I have been going to Luther Brookdale Toyota for 30-plus years on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, you can find some, some David Ortiz references during that Moneyball game that we did, that Rewind episode. And for people who maybe haven't heard the full details or maybe have just kind of been, maybe saw a headline here or there, David Ortiz, I'm getting this from TMZ Sports, which is always accurate. Yes. Um, Your source for reliable sports news. It's true. Yeah. David Ortiz was shot while hanging out at a nightclub Sunday in the Dominican Republic. His father confirmed the 43-year-old was at Dial Bar and Lounge in Santo Domingo when a gunman burst into the place, opened fire, striking Ortiz once. He was put inside an ambulance and rushed to a nearby hospital for treatment. His condition was unknown, and there are some other updates here. His father, Leo Ortiz, confirmed the incident to ESPN, saying, quote, They called to tell me that David is injured, and they took him to a medical center, but they did not tell me how he is or exactly what, uh, where he was transferred. As it turns out, it could have been way worse. The shooting took place at point-blank range. Have you guys seen the video, the surveillance footage yeah. of it?
1: Yeah, I saw it today.
0: And then there's, uh, there's video of... People finding the perp outside
2: yeah, and I saw just that.
1: bludgeoning him. I saw that. So the guy, so one guy got away, right? And, and I think they, I think he might be arrested by now. And then they caught the the uh, people did and beat this guy up. They caught him and basically pummeled him the whole time.
0: The Red Sox sent representatives to the Dominican Republic to help, and team doctors mm-hmm. are aiding in Ortiz's medical care. Update as of. Just a little while ago here, about 10 minutes ago, David Ortiz has left the hospital in Santo Domingo, is en route to the airport to fly to Boston. The flight has been organized by the Boston Red Sox to approximately a four hour flight And doctors in the Dominican and Boston have agreed Ortiz is stable enough to make the journey. Um, His gallbladder was removed to make space to treat the affected organs. The bullet did not strike any vital organs. Uh, I guess it did. There was some organ damage, but it wasn't. You know, it could have been worse. I saw been, that they had to worse. remove
2: part of his colon and some of his intestines. Small and large intestines, but
0: obviously, uh, he's going back less than 24 hours later back to the United States and getting on a flight. Could have been much worse, obviously. So there's a lot to unpack here, including this report from the Daily Mail, citing three sources with the Dominican Republic law enforcement, and they're reporting that David Ortiz was shot by a gunman hired by a drug lord who thought Ortiz was having an affair with his wife. A representative of Ortiz said there's no doubt that it was an act of hired killers, but he denies it had anything to do with a woman. It's certainly a salacious accusation. This is from uh, hardballtalk.com now. One assumes that as the dust settles from all of this, that some greater insight into the motive will be discovered.
2: It definitely looked like a hit. From everything I know about, about it. Hits. hits? Yes. I mean, that was David Ortiz <laughs> was targeted. This wasn't yes. a random shooting. That dude came in there looking to shoot Big Poppy for sure. And you've watched all of season one of Barry. So and you know. And every season of The Sopranos. Sopran- yeah. yeah, I was like, going to say I The Sopranos is a hit. hit. <laughs> is I just it? started watching Bad Blood on Netflix. Check it out if you haven't. So again, I'm, I'm very much up on what a hit looks like. And that was a hit. If they're going to rob you. They they wait till
1: you leave, isolate you. They might shoot you, but they then take your jewelry and stuff. In this case, he walks up to him, and, and the the only thing is, thank God that the fact that it was a hit that he didn't shoot him right in the head because th- that was my first thought, and and he he shot him through the back, and it sounds like it went uh, through and through, so it came out his stomach, the bullet. But, uh, yeah, there was no doubt that because I, I believe the first r- report that came out said that he'd been shot in the leg. But that turned out to be his friend who's a TV personality. And then the I at the same time, they said it was a robbery. And then I saw that. And I'm like, that's not, that a rob- not a that's robbery. not a robbery. No. That's an execution or attempt at one.
0: I mean, are we OK? It sounds like he's going to live and he's going to be OK. Right. So, yes. like, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he's out of the woods for that.
2: OK, can I throw another salacious thing that's out there right now? about this story so video just surfaced on twitter that people are saying and again i'm just getting this through hearsay saying secondhand via the twitter's hold on a second okay just want to make sure that we're covered here okay the,
0: uh, mackie and jeb with Ryan show yeah i want to make
2: sure thank you reckless speculation video has surfaced of two women fighting in the hospital lobby where big poppy was staying over big poppy and neither of them is his, said to be his wife.
1: And that's why it's very important he gets on that plane and goes to Boston.
2: Yeah. Well, that would be one of the reasons
0: why. It's, it's not getting shot by a hitman well, of drug lords is No, one. I'm just saying it's, it's a very good reason. <laughs> that, that environment
1: is probably not the uh, safest nor healthiest place
0: Well, as a whole. There's so much to unpack here. First of all, can we go back to the hitman for a second? Yes. Is this the world's worst
2: hitman? Yes. He Did walked you, up
0: behind you in saw point the,
2: blank range. You saw the video of the mob beating him outside the place afterwards, yeah. right? He looks like a kid. He looks like he looks like a sixteen or seventeen year old kid. I don't think I think this was literally just a hired gun. Is there like an uh, app or something? I don't I don't think you, think is this, this like Amazon Prime
0: and in, in oh boy. the Dominican? I need a hitman. You're just like scrolling through
2: profiles. <laughs> I don't know. What kind of a country is this? This didn't look like uh, this didn't look like a trained and seasoned hitman. From what I saw, if you try and do if
1: you a drug lord hires you to carry out this hit and you do it this poorly, I think you might be dead next. You're definitely not getting a five
0: star rating on the hitman app. No, No,
1: but I'm but I, you know, the drug lord's not going to want you to be like, yeah, I'd love to talk about who hired me Mm -hmm. now. So I got to think that you're in huge trouble.
0: The other thing, too, is like I know that Santo Domingo is there's I, I believe population over a million it's the capital of the, the uh, Dominican Republic and there are some very nice places to live and stay and you know go out and it's it i've never been there but you know it's not when we think of the the Dominican Republic it's not all poverty and it's you know there are nice parts right. where the, where rich people can be fine but if you're David Ortiz i guess i don't really understand the risk of being out at a club or an establishment late at night Without some sort of security detail or being in some roped off area of some kind. Right. That seems a little unnecessarily risky, even though it is his home country. That just kind of struck me that he's like sitting. You look at the surveillance video and it's like he's just like sitting in a crowded bar.
2: Especially at a table. Especially if the stories we're hearing are true. Like you got to know that there is some risk involved with the behaviors that we're talking about. Right especially when it's that dude if they're true yes absolutely if it's true there's no way i'm going out without security if so, i'm just big poppy forget about all the other stuff
1: so who, who are these two people who aren't his wife
2: don't know fighting just, over him it just says two women fighting in the lobby okay. and neither neither is his wife Reckless. and i don't know if you said this in the story that you read but the it was two cops who were hired to shoot yep. David Ortiz. What? That's yes. What,
1: that's what the uh, Daily Mail piece said. Yeah, two cops. But that's one of those cops. That dude, that's in,
0: the, the, the dude who pulled the trigger and the shot cop. David Ortiz was a cop. Could have been, so
2: he probably was not But did he young. look as young to you as he did to me? I saw that and I was like, that's a kid. That's a child.
1: It might not take that much to become a cop there. No, okay, I have no clue. I'm guessing the bar is fairly low. Yeah. After You might not... Reading about this It might not be official police academy graduation there, for all I know. (laughs) Good God. Oh, yeah.
2: No, the whole thing is... Man. Um, I'm scared to go anywhere. So you're asking the wrong guy if I'd be out and about in the Dominican Republic. I'm scared to leave, like, the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) You won't go to the East Coast? Like, how many states have you been to? Arizona. And? Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota. Other than that, I mean, I've driven through... Oh, I went to. We went to Disney World when I was like five. So you can put Florida down. Like New York, drove driven through it when we were going to visit
0: family in Canada. So you drove from like Illinois all the way up to. We went
2: through Ni- Niagara Falls. Okay. Yeah. So. California. Mm-mm. Never been. Never been. Seattle. Nope. And you're thirty. 30- I'm Nine? going on 40 in October. Wow. Yeah. Do, you,
0: do you have no desire to? You Very a, little a desire. Of I've told
2: you guys before, I don't fly well. So, like, overseas travel is out of the question. So you never want to go drink a glass of wine in Venice? I mean, that would be I'm beautiful. I'm with you on that. That would be lovely. I wouldn't want to do that. But that flight, what? no. Hey, Europe, I've never whatever. been to Europe, and like I, I, I can't it's, plan
0: it fast enough. It's a long flight.
2: For me, every trip is about food. So I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Italy. But it'll probably never happen.
3: Wow, I mean, just have the food come here. That's
2: a long flight, dude. And yeah, there are chefs from Spain and Italy right here in the good old United States of America. (laughs) But wouldn't you go out to like (laughs) (laughs) the
1: The East Coast?
2: Go to Boston, New York.
1: That's not that's two and a half hours from here. So I
2: might travel. I might travel within the contiguous forty-eight states. Wow, that's so. So Hawaii's out, probably. Oh, be too
1: far for him for sure. That's like
0: it's an actually it's it's further from Minnesota. I believe it's a further flight to Hawaii than London. Are you guys like me? I get bored on the beach. I don't know what people do all day. Like, I'm with people you totally. will Spend
1: all day yeah. on the beach. I don't know what to the do. Wife loves the beach and it bores yeah, me. Yeah, you, to no you lay there and drink. But why?
0: It's amazing. Nah, I'm
2: good. I'll sit at what home. What is and wrong with you? Guys? I get so bored at the beach. Yeah, yeah I, I sat
0: out in the sun for an hour on Saturday. It was sports sports great.
2: Every year we we'll go listen to do a, a podcast, bar. drink a couple little uh, little cocktails. Every year we go to the beach for my girlfriend's birthday. We'll pick; she like pick a beach, and we'll go. And like, I'm bored after Where? 15 minutes. I don't have the heart to tell her it was in Which Milwaukee. Now you she probably now. just told wait, her. Wait, probably wait. just told her now. <laughs> you went to a, you took her to beaches in Milwaukee. There are beaches in Milwaukee for her, her birthday. Nice, really? nice yeah, that's the most underwhelming Milwaukee. thing I've. <laughs> There are a nice beach, uh, Milwaukee. You've heard of Lake Michigan, haven't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, wouldn't you take her to a nice, like, wouldn't <laughs> you, you, you go, go somewhere? Great lakes. <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem liter- very it's exciting. Liter- <laughs> it's literally a great. What did, what did lake. You, When
0: you thought of beaches in Milwaukee, what did you think of?
1: <laughs> no, I just think it's boring. It's just for her birthday. I would think that she would want to go to
2: to go to the beach and have sushi and uh, drink How about alcohol? Florida. How about fly down to Florida? Like, flying down to Florida. So for you never want to go to you never
0: want to go to spring training and watch. Well, you could go to
2: Arizona and watch. Because that's a flight. Dr- I did go to Arizona. Pump full of drugs. I went this. to Arizona like five or six times to watch the Brewers in spring training. Okay, so you never want to go to Fort Myers with us. No, I would go to Fort Myers. I said the contiguous forty-eight states. Drug me up. I was gonna say, and your drug me and your, that plane. And your drug haul is what? <laughs> I take a uh, Xanax, a Benadryl, and a Dramamine.
1: But besides that he's fine. That,
0: like have you read to to make sure that you oh, yeah. able this to do that. No,
2: this is all under a Wash doctor's Watch it down with the spritzer. <laughs> this is all <laughs> This is all under doctor's supervision. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, sure, swear, I swear, swear doctor How would you feel Web if it's MD? under Judd Zulgad's supervision? Yeah, I, was say, I swear. Dr. Jonathan Harrison no. I swear to God he's the best there is. My primary physician <laughs> is the one who who diagnosed me this cocktail. <laughs> totally authorized. And he's got a degree.
1: Yeah, he's a doctor. Okay, I just thought maybe he made it up.
0: Is he on the same app as the hitman from (laughs) Dial Bar or whatever? found him on Reddit. just ask me.
3: (laughs) Can I take this concoction of pills to get me through a flight? Random Reddit user.
2: Sure, go ahead. It works. It's like time travel. I'm telling you. You went
1: shopping and didn't remember a thing about <laughs> no it. No clue. It <laughs> does the, not seem safe You to bought me. like eight things you said.
0: The sweater is really nice. So someone offers you a free one-week trip, you and the gal, uh-huh. all expenses paid. Where are we going? To New Zealand.
2: New Zealand? I hear New, New Zealand is very nice. I might might consider you know that. How far you're that taking f- one of the longest flights yeah. in the world?
0: And, and, and I, I'm just saying, like, you're, I'm just w- I'm wondering like,
2: where your desires, I mean, I where you draw the line. I like the flight, but... I I'd have to check with a doctor and see how many times I can redose. <laughs> oh, if I could make There's that no, flight. There's
1: no you would be dead.
2: Yeah. If you took if you redosed You would can probably take like one of those doses. Yeah, I think you'd be dead. I think I I think two doses might be safe. Like if I wake up How far up, is that flight? Have a little something to eat. 17 hours. Yeah, that's a, I think you'd wake up like twice. The fir- no, the first dose would get me through like 6 to 8 hours. The problem is you can't Send take yourself
1: another 11.
2: He can't take connecting flights. Yeah, there's no. gotta wheel them off. I mean,
0: they're wheelchairs. Right, you got 30 minutes to get to Gate <laughs> A17. Uh, What's in your bag, sir? My
1: friend Rami. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put him in the overhead. There's a leg sticking out. No, oh, they're That's wheelchairs. A bag. You
0: guys can cart me around. I do that. Cram session is coming up next. By the way, we're glad that David Ortiz is, is alive and going back to the United States. Just stay out of, stay out of the DR for a while, David Ortiz. Cram session with corrupt Judge Jonathan. When we come back, Maggie and Judd with Rami's concoction.
3: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas.